Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. I am Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acri. And before we jump into today's interview, we have a couple of new things to discuss. If you're a client of Reminder Media and haven't joined our Facebook group, the Reminder Media Client Toolkit, I encourage all of you to go to Facebook and do that. It's a private group, so you do have to be a client, but we post free resources on there that we normally charge for all the time and have conversations with each other about growing your business through your marketing and your relationships. If you head over there this week, we have a free Instagram story pack for you. These are images that our team created that you can use in your Instagram story, that you can use for engagement, ideas, and resources for polls. We've got like motivational quotes, more content already created, ready for you to go. All you have to do is post it. Start building your Instagram following. Start generating some leads from that as well. If you're not a client, don't worry. We will have this pack on sale on our website, as well as plenty of other content that you can download for free. Or you can give become it stuff a, away. You can become a client. Or you can become I mean, a client. We will be more than happy to make you a client of more than media. Today, our guest on the podcast is someone that Luke has spoken very highly about yes. on this show before. This gentleman has actually been prospecting Luke for some time, and as I learned before the podcast secured about half half of our business so far. yes we've learned so much from him throughout the process we thought we'd want to uh, have him on to share how he's built relationships in his career that have paid dividends both financially and personally keith wilson welcome to the podcast thank you for having me gentlemen we yeah, have been told that keith's it. a little nervous so we're, we're gonna take <laughs> he it just yeah, a, little. He's a little nervous I, I said let me feel your palms man or, man are your so palms sweaty? i just said that <laughs> no no, no, I'm I'm, Dude, happy, it, I'm happy to be here. I told him before the podcast, <clears throat> it never fails. Salespeople that are amazing at sales, whenever you interview them, they get super nervous. But I do speak really highly of you, Keith, and there's a reason why is because Keith and I's relationship actually started on LinkedIn. And I think Correct. this is a testament to, you know, everybody listening to this, if you're wondering how you prospect, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit. You know, Keith is, a, you know, part of an insurance firm called Securitas. He's a vice president there. He's been after me for property casualty insurance, for our health benefits, all that good stuff. And he started by reaching out to me on LinkedIn. And the thing about Keith that has stood out to me in the whole time we've known each other, what has it been, a couple of years now? Yeah, I think it's been two Almost, and a half, yeah, two and, two and, and a half, half, three years. years. Yeah, it's, that's crazy to think about. Is your consistency of follow-up, I mean, you are relentless. And I really mean that, guys. I mean, he is relentless, but you're relentless in a really personable way, in a really, like, um, value-driven way. Keith has given me people to interview for positions that I need open, and obviously he's not a recruiter, but he hears that I have a position I'm looking for. He shoots me over people that he knows. Keith has invited me to networking events where I can network, which doesn't, it's not about his business necessarily. It's just about masterminding and getting people together. And he keeps in touch with me relentlessly through text messages. He is, I, I have had you tweak your emails because I thought your emails could be better, but correct. your LinkedIn, yes, <laughs> he says, yes, correct. Your LinkedIn messages, like they were super personable. You prospect, prospected me a long time and then you invited me to lunch. I don't know what it was. I just decided to take the lunch with you. And we went it's to, the what look, was it? Looks. Missions Barbecue. We went to Mission, which is amazing barbecue. <laughs> we did. By the way. And yep. we didn't talk really about business at all at no. the lunch. It was literally he, you kind of framed it up in a way in which I think the reason why I'm sharing this is because I think it's applicable oh, yeah. to everybody who's trying to prospect business. And if you're an insurance agent listening to this, or maybe a financial advisor, you're trying to get to a CEO, you're trying to get to a decision maker. 
the thing that was interesting about the lunch was we literally just talked about life and our stories and you were really interested to hear my journey and how, you know, I've been a part of Reminder Media and my background and what I was doing. And you very subtly, subtly, is that how Subtly. It's? Subtly, yeah. yeah. Josh is my grammar police over here, or my actual <laughs> vocabulary. So, but very, very subtly. Whatever, whatever yes, you Yes, whatever this. I want to say. Subtly. Yeah, something like that. He, You just plugged your business, but you didn't really give a pitch for your business. And then over time, you stated your intent very clearly, and then you consistently just pursued and pursued and pursued and finally we brought you in and you have closed half the business so far and and don't worry you still have time to close the other i hope hope so but i wanted to get you on the podcast because i think having people who practice things every single day a lot of times is so much better than having people who had maybe done it a couple years ago and now they're speaking about their glories i mean you're Hmm. living it right now like you're trying to build securitas right now you guys have grown this firm pretty rapidly over the last couple years and having a lot of success so if you could kind of start out keith and just introduce yourself to our audience you know who you are how you got into insurance and just kind of bring us up to today yeah so again my name's keith wilson and uh I guess I'll start following college. I went to Widener University, so I, I went went to school locally. Uh, following college, I had a actually I had a degree in accounting, um, so I worked for a number of years at two different uh, accounting firms. After that, uh, I had I think you know my two brothers, my one brother's in insurance, my father's in insurance, so it was always kind of the talk of the table. <laughs> Um, and then I had met uh, I had met my now boss kind of the way I had met you on LinkedIn okay. casually. He had reached out. I didn't know what he wanted from me, but I was I was pretty much done with accounting at that point. Uh, and he kind of talked through his goal, vision of Securitas, and and the type of people that he was looking for. Um, so after about four or five months of conversation, I decided that I was going to take a leap of faith and uh, start trying to sling insurance. So you jump from accounting to insurance, which insurance is really sales. All, Correct. All, I mean, honestly. Correct. In, I mean, you have to know, obviously, your yeah. stuff, but it's really, really sales. Why did you believe you could make that jump to sales? Like, what sure. triggered that in you? And, and what's your feeling on yeah. sales? I think for me, my biggest pain point when I was in accounting was sort of being the back office guy. Okay. So not really having much dialogue with CEOs, CFOs, um, the decision makers per se. Um, I'd always been very good my whole life uh, connecting with people and finding some kind of common ground. Um, And I just thought that if there was something I was passionate about, enough, uh, whether it be insurance or whatever I was selling, um, that I would just be able to find commonalities with people and produce that into sales. Well, your network is pretty 
uh, impressive. I uh, I have another guy in our company, Andrew Saxa, who seems to know everybody. I mean, even to give you guys an idea, my executive assistant, Anne Marie, like he grew up with Anne Marie. I did. It's like how is he connected? We were neighbors. Yeah, and I didn't even know that till he showed up today. I mean, he's connected to everybody. But let's talk about you know your your practice and in insurance, right? Because sure. this podcast is all about practical advice. For salespeople out there, business owners out there, marketers, people that they can, you know, learn how to grow their business. The number one question we get is, how do you prospect? How do you generate leads? Waking up today, what are you doing? Can you walk us through when you got into the insurance business with, you know, this guy? What's Mike, right? Yep. So Mike recruited you into Securitas. When you got in there, you obviously start fresh. How do you go generate leads? How did you do that process? And what worked for you and what didn't work for you? Well, I think first and foremost, you want to look at the people you know that are just people in your network, whether it's family, friends, people you grew up with, people you've come across in your career. So for me, I kind of started out looking at my accounting network. Okay. And from there, uh, I mean, going back to what you said in regards to the the LinkedIn, I've really tried to master my LinkedIn process as far as connecting with people and then following up with them to try to find out who they're connected to, how do I, almost like the, have you heard the six degrees of Kevin yeah. Bacon? Yep. So for me, it's always six degrees. Uh, so for you, my my guess, because I don't remember two and a half years ago, but my guess is you and I were connected to someone that I knew. And from there, that's how I started the conversation to ask, hey, how do you know such and such? Obviously, you want to send the thanks for connecting with me to start. But so that's how the process, because I'm curious of that for myself, because I'm trying to grow my LinkedIn. I think I have 5000 uh, connections right now on LinkedIn. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to get it to like 50,000. I think you can. Yeah, what but I'm is, trying to grow it. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to grow it, right? But I'm trying to connect with people, honestly. Sure. So one of the things I do is I send out a lot of invitations. So in my, just so you guys know, in my LinkedIn invitations, there's probably 2,000 requests out there right now. And I'm trying to, to connect with our clients. I'm just being real here, kind of walking you through the process of how I've grown mine. Sure. I've been always curious of like, did when you go and try to friend someone, do you always write a personal message to them based upon that connection? <clears throat> like, how has that worked for you? I think it varies. I would say as of recent, I do not send personalized notes when I ask to connect with people. Okay. I have found that A, if I do send a personalized note, it might be easier for them to decline my note or my message versus if I send it and I have no substance to it. Because there's a curiosity. And then there's a curiosity there where they'll view the profile. Yep. There are some people that I've tried to connect with and they'll look at my profile like five times. Mm-hmm. And then for me, once they've looked, let's say two, three, four times, from that I send like one of those in-mails mm-hmm. to okay. say something along the lines of, hey, I've noticed you've you've looked at my profile. Yep. I'd love, you know, I've been sitting, I've been sitting in your pending for a while. So you'll actually send that. I will That's send awesome. that. Yeah. Kind of to be like, listen, yeah. like 
I know I'm you're, worth it. I know I'm you're, worth it. and like, go I, on a date with me. Like, I'm I know you're looking, <laughs> yeah, like, I know you're looking at me. Just yeah. like, just I, I don't know, I don't know what you're, what, what are you, what are you scared of? What do you just pay connect. for LinkedIn's uh, subscription, like monthly? Uh, I want to say, I'm just curious. Myself. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I have like the LinkedIn business one, which is like 59 bucks, bucks a month, a month okay. and it's, I think, 15 in mills. Okay. And I think it's a little more expensive for like the, there's like a sales navigator one, okay. which might be like 65. So walk me through, you find somebody you're connected with in six degrees. Yep. So you start there. You send a friend request or connection request, I should mm -hmm. say. You don't have a message because you find the messages were getting more declines than the non-messages. Mm -hmm. Then, obviously, if they don't accept and they're just looking at your profile, you have an extra step in there. Once they accept, what's your process from there? Like, what do you do from there? Well, I found that as soon – in the beginning, I was – they would connect and I, I might get an alert on my phone. Yep. And I might send them a message right away. Okay. And I found that that was not beneficial for me. Okay. Maybe. Why do you think that was? I think for me, it, it might have given people the impression, and, and this is probably just self-inflicted, my idea, that maybe they thought I had too much time on my hands. Hmm. Like, oh, okay, like you have, you might, you have all the time in the world <laughs> As soon I as it, I accept your connection. Because I'm on the receiving end of a lot of that. Okay. I actually, I don't perceive it as too much time on your hands, but I could see that I perceive it as all you want to do is sell me something. Yeah. No, I was thinking the same thing. Like, uh, like that's how I usually yep. perceive it. But I, I mean, it's kind of similar. Like, you have too much time on your hands, all you want to do is yeah. sell me. But when someone connects with me and then they immediately follow up with their There's pitch agenda, email. Right. Yeah, it's just the agenda. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, and... To your point, I've had I have connected with people and sent them a message immediately, and I've even I've gotten responses from that person saying, "I have not even pitched you anything." Yeah, like I might have said, "So you connect with me." A minute later, I send you, "Thanks for connecting. Yep. Great to have you in my network." I don't even say the word insurance, and they say. Not interested. Not interested. Right. And I, I did not even get the opportunity. I didn't even tell you what I do. You know what Grant Cardone says? This is a great line for people when they say not interested when you cold call. Um, they literally go when they say not interested. I know you're not interested. How could you be interested? I haven't given you enough information to be interested. Yeah. Like you literally just respond, oh, of course, I know you're not interested. Like you stay in that agreement, of course you're not interested. So, so so you Going, got someone connected, yeah, right? So, so, so what's for the, me, it's it, it, I might I try to not I try to spend time in the morning on LinkedIn, time like in the evening on LinkedIn. Okay. No rhyme or reason okay. for that. Okay. I just found that say if I connect with somebody at eleven o'clock, mm -hmm. I might have more success reaching back out to them at six o'clock versus the right away. Thank okay. you for connecting. Sure. Um, Again, no rhyme or reason to why I'm doing it. I'm, it's more for me to control not being on there all the time. Gotcha. Just, is your goal to get them to a lunch or <clears throat> coffee or something like that? Is that your normal? So all our insurance yeah, agents yeah, yeah. out there, you know, if you guys are taking notes for this process, you know, you're getting kind of a process here on LinkedIn that you could try with yeah. certain prospects. So where do you take it next? My goal is either my goal ultimately is to have some kind of conversation, whether it's on the phone, okay. coffee, lunch, Okay, whatever. You're trying to get an appointment. But I'm trying to get in front of the person. Okay. Whether that's 
it could be on the phone or in person. But I'm, yes, I, I mean, selfishly, yeah, I, I, I do have an agenda. What do you find works the best, the phone or like a lunch or coffee? I think, I think the phone, it's tough for the, it's easier for these people to hide behind the phone. Okay. And when I say hide, I mean, sure. uh, I think you, you can attest to this from knowing me for this time now, like I'm just trying to build a relationship. Obviously agree, yeah. the end, the end game is a sale, but so, so I think coffee or lunch is the best because you're in front of the person, you're engaged, yep. they're engaged, you know there's no distractions, and you're just trying to build a... I would make a point, guys, listen to this, that the key is you state your intention. Keith stated his intention. His intentions were clear from the beginning of building a relationship with me. So he states clear intentions, and then literally it's all about the relationship. And then you prove yourself through consistency. And I think like that's a really tough balance that comes naturally to you. Don't just go in and prospect people and build a relationship, take them to coffee. They, I mean, I mean, people have enough friends usually when they get <laughs> to the point. I mean, yeah. like, and you're not looking for more friends, <clears throat> but you know, your and, ability, you straight yeah. your intention, you're consistent, and, and then you don't make it just about your intention the whole time. You make it about value. And the thing about you that's interesting is you are constantly giving, like, how can I help you? Hey, I want to invite you to this networking event. Hey, you know, I, heard, I saw this. You were looking for this uh, person. I might know somebody in my network that you're looking for. You're constantly giving, giving, giving. I'm going to be honest with you. When you first do it, it comes across kind of like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay, you're thanks. I'm glad you want to help me. <laughs> but because you consistently do it, You've proven your character through it. Does that make sense? Like that's yeah. a really golden nugget for people listening is when you do something and you say, how can I help you? I just want to be of help to you. It's going to come across as like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm sure you want to help me. Really, you right. just want to you know, get my insurance or you really just want to sell me real estate. But in your consistency of constantly asking that and then seeking out things that I'm not even asking well, for. Yeah, actually yes. offering specific things that you can help with. You know, there's uh, walking up to someone, how can I help you or how can I add value? I don't know. I don't know you yet. Yep. I don't know what you can do. Can you cook You me can dinner? get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but looking for those opportunities, and that's where the relationship comes in. And, and, and the, the, the consistency and I think the thought process behind building the relationship is ultimately going to get you to that point where you can identify, well, how can I help Luke and then be proactive about it, which sounds yep. like what happened it's a, here. It's true in every aspect of uh, life in the sense of think about your Instagram right now. This is something I'm struggling with mentally is that to step out of your comfort zone and be really raw on Instagram is going to come across weird at first. Like I see people on Instagram when they yeah. first start and I have seen people start and then <laughs> build an audience. They are super kind of weird and it's like they're out of the box. I'm consistently weird. Yeah. So I start weird, <laughs> I end cool. weird. Weird's cool. Yeah. But, but you get used to that energy right. and you come to expect that energy. You wear a suit for one day. You're the weird guy that wears a suit to work. You wear a suit for 90 days. You're the guy that dresses really sharp. Right. I mean, exactly. that's a true principle yep. in life. So, I'm sorry, I went that's to one of my, there. Uh, that's one of my goals for 2019 is to wear a suit one once a week to wear a suit. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not even want to ask not even, you why how, that's how a goal. How have you been doing that's on that? That's how you've been goal. doing it. Failing miserable. Failing though. I still have not done it. Hey. You insurance guys wear like polos and you know look, loafers to work now. I look nice, don't I? He does, He's guys. Go to our YouTube today. channel. You can yeah. look what he looks like. He doesn't look like your typical accountant. That's probably you know offensive mm. to all the accountants out that's, there. That's hurtful. <laughs> that's hurtful. So let's get back on track here, right? We're, we're describing this process of prospecting on LinkedIn. You're, you're reaching out. Your goal is to invite them to a coffee or to a lunch. That's where the success is coming. How many leads do you work at a given time? Like, how many requests are you doing in a day? How many, like, leads are you working? Like, what's in your pipeline right now? Five uh, leads, ten leads? I'd say ten, ten, ten leads. leads. And ten those leads. are good, solid leads? Solid. I mean, they've been vetted, vetted to the ninth degree. To the ninth I mean, they're, they're, conversations at this point with these all ten or no? Yes. Yes. They're okay. all what about- in the pipeline. So for me, it's always, I have like a kind of like a suspect yep. prospect, and then I actually put them on a funnel itself. Okay. So you could have any number of suspects, but okay. I'd say I have 10 to 15 strong prospects that I'm trying to move along to, in to the hit funnel. the funnel. Okay. Yep. So in your, your suspects, as you call them, that's where you, you like LinkedIn, yep. that's where you get a lot of Those them. are people that I'm yep. probably either, we've had a conversation or I'm still trying to get in front of okay. to figure out what I could do. LinkedIn is a huge prospecting source for you, obviously. Huge. What other prospecting sources? You mentioned, you know, your friends and family, your network, but have you had any legitimate, like, is there any thing you could share with the audience that you look back on your years now doing it and going, oh man, this is how I built my business to where it is right now. And I'm seeing a lot of success from it. Or is there like, do you pound the phones? Like what are some of the other areas? Cause I know one that you might not be thinking of, but you know, that's because my networking. Group? Yes. Your networking group. That's yes. the one that came to my mind right away. Yes. So share a little bit about this networking. Group sure. Because it, it really impressed me. It was one of the things that as I got to know you, I think put you in a great light. And I think, yeah. you know, I didn't actually, you know, this is terrible. I didn't gain a lot from the networking event, Yeah. but you did because it put, I was impressed with what you had accomplished. Sure. And it made me more impressed with who you were, which ultimately got you half our deal. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, so I'd say, about a year and a half ago, um, being a younger professional in insurance, uh, it's or, or in any any type of role, it, it's tough to differentiate yourself. Um, especially insurance is insurance; mm-hmm. everybody needs it. A lot of people sell it, and I wanted to try to separate myself. So I wanted to try to figure out how could I provide value. And, and when I say value, I don't mean selling you something. Right. Just how can I provide value to people that are within my network? And what I had come up with was, and just looking at the landscape, there really aren't many networking opportunities for young professionals. There might be networking. No, I agree. I there agree, might be man. networking things, but a lot of times, if you're the younger person, you know everybody. Everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. You're kind of standing by yourself. Yep. It's really uncomfortable. It is, man. It's one of the most uncomfortable. So things. I, <laughs> I thought to myself, why not put together a bunch of like-minded professionals, people that were like me, might enjoy having a couple drinks after work, and put put them in a very non-threatening environment 
And then from there, once I had all these people in a group, I knew, you know, somebody there might be a beneficial introduction to you right. or vice versa. So for me, it's in my early, you know, in the beginning of my career, and I've only been in the industry now for three years. It's all, for me, it's all about how can I provide value to people that are either making decisions at this point or going to be making decisions down the road. So what was like, how did you get people to come? That was the most impressive thing to me is that, I mean, I show up to this thing and you had 50 professionals there and I'm like, holy crap, to man, be this honest, is not just, it, I thought it was going to be like three guys so, getting drinks and I was like, I'll go, so I'll go first, make this guy feel good so about his first, event. The first time I had it, um, I had it, I had an event in Wayne and I, I want to say six or seven people showed up. Okay. And same, I had, I had really, I had gone on LinkedIn and basically combed LinkedIn, LinkedIn and tried to figure out, you know, this person would be a good fit for the group. This person would be a good fit for the group. So you went and I, actually I just built went in the database. Myself. I just oh, okay. built it. I didn't realize Like that. I have okay. an Excel list of So that's a great, that's a great people. point for everybody listening to that. I didn't realize that's how yeah. you did it. Okay. And... I had probably sent, I don't know, seven, eight, nine emails. Okay. And, you know, you get people that are going to say, yeah, I'll show up. Like yeah, me. And, and they just don't show up, which is fine. <laughs> right? Like, I think I, sh I show. I maybe didn't show up to the your first friends one. Are, right? <laughs> but the first one, there was like six people. And I remember, you know, I, you got to stay positive with the people there. But I remember getting in the car and calling my now wife back when she was my girlfriend and saying like, kind of like, what am I doing? Like <laughs> wasting my time. The, like, you know, yeah. this is stupid. So, you know, it started at like six and then the next time I had it, there might've been 15. And then, so it, it really, it goes back to what you said, constantly just dripping on people. Yeah. Pleasantly trying to provide value some way, shape or form is really what I believe has separated me from the pack per se. No, I, w I would agree with you. I, that is the one thing when I look at you and I get prospected all the time, you're the one of very few, and maybe you call it the one percenters in sales, that consistently follow up even when they're rejected. Mm. Even when they get, because I rejected you so many times, it's crazy. I didn't care. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, but um, no, just consistently, consistently to where you almost, I mean, there was times I got annoyed with you of how much you were following up. Really? But I couldn't, yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't hate you for it. Well, it, it follows the car. Dude. Right? The, the oh, car acronym. It does follow the car. Have you heard of this acronym? No. All right, so I'm going to about to give you our acronym of the sales process. And I can't really take credit for it. I mean, it's, it's floating around out there, probably not. <laughs> the same exact way, but this is the way I frame it. Every prospect goes through this funnel or this mindset. Give me a good word for it. This journey, I guess, journey, is what yeah, I'm reaction, looking for. Yeah. yeah, this reaction. Emotional roller coaster. So as, if you're a salesperson, if you want to understand what your client is going to go through, if you actually want to get great at sales, this is what they'll go through. First phase is curiosity. Curiosity of why you're actually friending me on LinkedIn. Curiosity, if you give me a cold call and I see that number come across my caller ID, I'm curious, who is this? Why are they calling me? 
Then after you get out of the curious phase, you get into what I call the annoyance phase. <laughs> How long was I in that? Well, it's been two and a half years. It's been two and a half years. <laughs> so you get you get annoyed with somebody. Yeah. Right. And that that point where you're just like, okay, I'm annoyed with you. I don't know why, you know, this person keeps following up with me. I don't really want to hear their sales pitch. I don't really want to be pitched for insurance, right? I'm not looking for a new best friend. All those things that you think are, you know, not real. You don't know that you're looking yes, for a new best friend. I don't friend. know. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't even get through this now. <laughs> so then is you move from annoyance to where they actually are going to get to this hatred phase with you. Wow. Yeah, they're going to get to this phase where they just... I had that today. Yes, for me? No. No, I I saw someone that I've been... I was definitely in the annoyance phase. I saw them this morning. I've I've been reaching out to them. Yes. I was at a a networking event, and we locked eyes. (laughs) And... She had never, she did not know who I was really. She yeah. just knew my name via email. And sh- sh- I went up to her and I said, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Keith Wilson. Yeah. And she was like, oh, oh I know She was like, are. oh, it's you. Yes, yes. That's the face. They almost despise you. They like, this is where they hang up on you. They slam the door in your face. And most sales reps, they give up at that face. Well, so that's the first R. That's resentment. Yes, So yes, you go from yes. annoyance to resentment. To yeah. resentment. Yeah. But literally, most people give up at 1.2 calls, which is really the annoyance phase. So if you look at the stats on InsideSales.com, which does tons of research on inside sales, most sales reps give up at like 1.2 calls. So they give up at the annoyance phase. When they feel the annoyance from somebody, they give up. Then you get to the resentment phase and very, very few cross the resentment phase because at that point, I mean, it's really hard to take a slam door in your face, a a phone call banging on you, someone standing you up for coffee, whatever it is. Then if you keep going, you move into the final phase, which is glory, which is respect. (laughs) They actually respect you because I have had countless times where people who have put me in a resentment phase, where they've resented me, they literally move to saying, Luke, you are amazing. Your follow-up is unbelievable. And almost the same thing I told you. It's like, I'm just so (laughs) impressed with your follow-up because you become like you're almost somebody that they look up to at that point because you truly believed in what you were pitching to them that you take slam doors, you take bang phones on you, you take all that. I would say... And that's I'm not even, I'm not, that's, first of all, that's awesome. (laughs) I would say, and I'm not just throwing numbers out there. I would say at least 75% of the opportunities that I close, one of the first things following the close is if it wasn't for your persistence or if it wasn't for your Mm follow-up, This would not have happened. Yeah. Yep. And they all go through that. I mean, when I locked eyes with that person today and my head was like, I was like, you know what? We're almost, we're almost through that. Like we're going to get together. <laughs> you don't know you're a client yet. But That's what you told your girlfriend before she was your girlfriend. We're, you don't know yet, but we're, we're going to be together. Yeah, we're <laughs> I love that. All right. So, man, I got to ask you this because, you know, this is a question we ask to almost every person who comes on. I should say almost pretty much every interview. We ask them, hey, look, 
everybody's looking for the magic formula for success. You're really successful, right? You're how old are you now? I'm 30 years old. 30 years old, already a vice president, right? Let me, yeah, crazy. Sounds so good. Sounds so good. So 30 (laughs) years old, you're successful in this business. I know why, because you're a relationship-driven person, but what's the routine that you do in your life that has driven success for you? That when you look at your life and what you do, what are the routines that you do that have driven success? Wow. Um, Man, that's a tough question. Man, I'm... That good interviewer tough. then I guess stay paid the home of the tough ones <laughs> I would say uh, and I think you know this goes back to something you said previously I, I try and, and it's not easy but every day I try to be extremely disciplined in my approach and I try to make sure that I'm spending my time wisely now that could be prospecting or just I don't know Luke I'm kind of like <laughs> kind of lost for words right now no I love that the, the truth is there's no wrong answer what's interesting for people is that you know we hear some people when we ask that question of hey what's your magic formula for success there is no magic formula no. because we hear people well, say gratitude yeah we hear people <clears throat> say they wake up and they write down like certain thoughts yeah, every like day daily affirmations right. yeah, their yeah. daily affirmations sure. I mean there's no magic formula it I, literally is something that's personal you already to said you. It earlier in the show you're waking up every morning you're looking at who can I connect with today yeah who can I connect with today what relationships can I build I mean, that's literally it from what I'm hearing from your success is that mindset of constant, who can I, who can I build a relationship with today? If you had a superhero name. It's going to push us forward. I'd call you the connector. You'd be Keith Wilson, the captain connector. Captain connector. I, 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 I will tell you now that like we're talking about it, one, I don't know where I heard this. It might've been a podcast or something. Not Stay this. Paid? Not. No, the, I don't not think this, it was this podcast. This podcast. <laughs> but um, somebody asked the question: What? What's everybody's favorite radio station? W I I F M. What's in it for me? Oh, yeah, dude. That's yes. Yeah. That's so great. I always have the mindset when I'm connecting with people: Is what's in it for them? What can I'm going to just, great one, I'm man. just going to give That's great. and give and give until I can't give anymore. And I'm not expecting anything back, but I know I would tell everybody karma, listening that'll to happen. This. I think it's an amazing point. I would tell everybody listening that that's a, good one, that's a common that's theme. That's a common theme that we hear on this podcast, this idea of a mindset of giving versus taking, which is insanely hard to live out. It is insanely hard to live out oh, yeah. because what's in it for me it. is what you have too right. and everything you do yeah. is what you have. So let me ask you the last question then, which is knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell younger Keith? Don't worry about, I would say just be consistent and be disciplined day to day and don't worry about necessarily the end results just continue to give and help others and everything is going to work out that sounds kind of that's motivation sounds quotable disney like it's all going to work out (laughs) it sounds like like captain connector there were (laughs) there were so many times in 
in my early part of my career where I would just be upset or bothered that, you know, I wasn't hitting my numbers or, you know, why wouldn't, why doesn't this person want to work with me? But, you know, if you're just consistent in your approach and you do the right thing and you're always putting people before yourself, it's all, it's all going to work out. Dude, I have to give you guys a, you know, Bill Belichick thing here. Which I'm not a Patriots fan, but you got a mad respect for the championships that they've been to. He talks about just do your job. Yeah, do your job. Do your, your job. Lane. It's yep. not. Yeah, it's not rocket science. Do your job day in and day out, and you'll win championships. Trust I mean, the yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, Keith. Before we close, let people know where they can connect with you. Uh, you guys can connect with me on LinkedIn. <gasps> Shocker. <laughs> I will respond immediately and send you a message. Awesome. Trying to sell you something. <laughs> um, Keith Wilson on LinkedIn. Yeah, just connect with me. I'd be happy to. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today here on Stay Paid, please go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and make sure to leave a comment. You can also find our podcast in video on youtube.com slash reminder media. You can go and check out how much Keith and I look alike. I think we, <laughs> Seriously. I think we kind of, we're brothers separated. Maybe. Yeah. Just <laughs> Go to YouTube. Yep. Go to YouTube. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. It really helps us spread the word. If you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast at ReminderMedia.com or you can find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acre, guys, in the action item from this podcast. What I want you guys all to do is get your LinkedIn profiles up and ready to go because I challenge you to do the Keith Wilson this week, which is every morning, get on there. Use your six degrees of separation, which is you can literally see who you're connected with and who they are connected with, and use that as your way to get a connection with somebody in your community. For all my real estate agents out there, insurance agents out there, connect with the business owners in your community. Connect with the influencers, right? Who are the influencers? They're the people who run the charities. They're the pastors. They're the school teachers. Connect with influencers, friend them on social media and be connected. And then on your social media profile, we didn't talk about this, but you should be sharing valuable content on there. But use every morning, imagine just connecting to 10 people. And every evening, following up, and maybe connecting with another 10 people. It would take you like five to 10 minutes and you will grow your following and you will give yourself an opportunity to build top of mind awareness with those connections. Remember the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in any business is top producers take action. So take action on that today. 